Hello. It's been a while. <laughs> Once again. I I'm terrible at this. I am terrible at consistency. My only consistency in life is my inconsistency. But either way, I was going to take some major time off from doing this so I can catch up on other things and figure out what the next plan is on my quest for global domination or at the very least on my quest for some decent semblance of a life. But the fires in Hawaii kind of interrupted this and the reaction and the behavior of select people related to these fires has prompted me to emerge once again to discuss how uh, the extreme capitalism of the United States continues to show its ugly colors. And for those who think that um, these fires in Hawaii was just a recent thing, no, this was decades in the making. This was generations in the making. Um, there has been a complete lack of attempts to modernize power lines, to modernize technology and modernize the way we consume energy. And the wildfires was caused because of some downed power lines initially, because the electric, the grid system in Hawaii isn't exactly the best. It's once again, uh, the infrastructure in the United States collectively has already been a little bit behind and to be a far-off island in the Pacific, it just doesn't make matters any better. Hawaii, in the eyes of most Americans, isn't really viewed as much of a U.S. state as much as it is a tourist destination, a vacation spot, an escape. And when you collectively view something as nothing more than a vacation place... It takes away from the value of the land that it takes away from the value of the people that live within said land. And places like Puerto Rico and even this state of Florida is suffering from this immensely. When you think of Puerto Rico, you don't think of the Puerto Ricans. If we're being honest, most Americans that have moved over there to take advantage of the tax system, most Americans that live here stateside aren't even aware that Puerto Rico isn't an independent country. It is a U.S. territory. It's not even a state. It doesn't have many of the rights that most Americans possess. So there's a lack of knowledge of Puerto Rico. The only thing you really know about it is that it is in the Caribbean. It is a vacation spot. Lots of cruises go over there and there's lots of nice hotels. That is the general consensus. The Latino community is fully aware that Puerto Rico is significantly more than that. But for the most part, most Americans, because of the lack of education, because of the lack of outreach, and because of the lack of government attention focused on this island that has needed help for over a century, ever since it's been practically invaded by the United States, because of all these factors, there's a lack of knowledge. And Hawaii is in a very similar situation. Hawaii was invaded by the United States. It was invaded because the land was fertile enough to grow many crops that would create lots of profit. Once again, the extreme capitalism rises again. 
and they removed the queen of Ho- the kingdom of Hawaii for crying out loud. They just practically took her away, and the United States took over. And Hawaii hasn't even been a state for that long, so supposedly it achieved a good percentage of voters uh, approving that it becomes a state. But this is after generations of pushing out Hawaiians, killing off Hawaiians, and basically taking over it completely politically and taking over its land, taking over its resources, and pretty much turning it into what was initially an agricultural center and before becoming a tourist center because Hawaii is such a beautiful place. But these fires have proven that the lack of knowledge and the lack of just the lack of sympathy towards the remaining native Hawaiians continues to show. Apparently there's still people visiting Hawaii as Hawaii was set on fire. One of the islands was completely engulfed in flames. Native Hawaiians were jumping into the ocean to escape this rapidly approaching fire. And there's still people making their way over there. Can you imagine what would have happened if, like, Europeans and Canadians flocked over to New York City after it was attacked in the, you know, the Twin Tower uh, terrorist attack? Can you imagine the influx of people went over there and started, you know, continued the sightseeing tours, continued looking around, enjoying the rest of the lights that existed? Like, that, the reaction would be very, very angry. There is a terrible tragedy that has killed dozens of people in Hawaii and we have Americans flocking over there as if nothing happened. And to make matters significantly worse, uh, we even have people calling up uh, Native Hawaiians who have lost everything in these fires and asking if they're willing to sell the land just days after the family has lost everything. These vultures, these land predators, these people that will probably not see the pearly gates. But this behavior happens because the perception of Hawaii continues that of a tropical paradise and not a U.S. state that has people who are in need and who have been begging for help, who have been begging for changes for generations. And as I said, Puerto Rico is suffering from this and Florida is right now suffering from this. Florida isn't considered part of the South for that reason. Because in terms of marketing, in terms of the visible way we view Florida, we separate it from the rest of the South. We see it more as a tourist destination, a tourist hub, someplace to vacation. And Disney initially started this wave of uh, tourism marketing because they purchased all this territory because they built Magic Kingdom. But the Republican politicians and, of course, some Democratic politicians have pretty much taken over this type of marketing and have marketed Florida as this place where you can go and escape. And the Republicans have taken it a step further by trying to transform it into a tropical getaway for conservatives for extreme conservatives 
which is why they refuse, you know, to do any taxes, which is why there's no, like, income tax, there's no state tax, which is why they are passing all these ridiculous laws, because their goal is to push out the Latinos, push out the progressives, and leave Florida to just conservatives from all over the rest of the country that are trying to escape more progressives areas like your New York, like your California. That is what they are turning this into. And with this, it creates a lack of attempt to actually progress places that have more diversity, like Miami, like Orlando, like even Tampa, and even Jacksonville. And this is displayed through just the lack of focus on trying to compete against climate change, trying to compete against the rising floodwaters happening in Miami-Dade County. Just the lack of attempt to fix the infrastructure of Miami, because to me it always makes no sense that a city that's so close to the ocean always struggles to find a way to move said water, rainwater, from the roads to the ocean when it's right there. This tragedy in Hawaii is a reflection of how the United States sees other places like Florida and like Puerto Rico. They don't even focus on the people living there. They only focus on the fact that it is a place to spend a vacation. And most of the U.S. does not have this type of treatment. Even though New York City is the second most visited region in all of America, it doesn't have that type of image, if that makes sense. It is a considered one of the most important cities in the country. It is considered one of the more liberal, progressive cities in the country and considered the heartbeat of the American economy, whether it's Wall Street, with, you know, with the influx of immigrants that live there, with all the land and money it occupies. It doesn't have that vacation destination reputation that you see in Florida. Florida is much more than just Disney, the villages, and lots of, you know, lots of beaches. There's significantly more to this state. It has some of the most delicate and unique ecosystems in the world. It is a giant, giant ecosystem of swamps and rivers and lakes that connects to, you know, multiple giant bodies of water. And it contains some of the most unique beaches in the world. But you don't hear any of that. Because there is no love for Florida itself. There's just a love of the idea of Florida. People love the idea of Hawaii, but don't actually love Hawaii. If they loved Hawaii, they would fight tooth and nail to make sure that Hawaii reverts back to what it used to be before it got taken over by the U.S. If you loved Hawaii, then you would do a better job of taking care of the people that live there. And that has not been the case for a while. If you truly loved Puerto Rico, you wouldn't still be okay with it being a U.S. territory missing lots of rights that other Americans possess. All of this is very, very sad. It's very, very sad to see. And the conversation about statehood for Puerto Rico, it should be extended to a place like Hawaii, which was literally invaded. It was illegally 
invaded. It was illegally taken over by the United States. But since it is a superpower, it's hard for any other country or any cluster of countries to demand justice for the atrocities that this country committed. But Hawaii deserves its opportunity for independence. It deserves that conversation because we clearly have disrespected it for far too long and I know it's going to require somebody wildly different from the two-party system to even consider mentioning that idea if they were to achieve enough power to be in the Senate or even, you know, the presidency. But Hawaii deserves a conversation about independence or at the very least some significantly stronger reparations for what has happened. Whatever reparations the native Hawaiians supposedly have right now, it's not good enough. Not at all. And it's a weird thing to say because we don't really consider it, but there are millions of displaced Hawaiians over the generations. There are millions of people of Hawaiian Polynesian descent who have had to move on to other places. And they deserve their opportunity to go back to their homeland with some land guaranteed, with money guaranteed, so they can rebuild what has been broken. Because Hawaii, as beautiful as it is, is severely damaged. There's been a lot of damage to its agri- to its agriculture. It's been a lot of damage to its environment. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but until we have somebody that really, really, really wants to do something about the atrocities committed towards Hawaii, we're going to continue seeing incidents like these raging wildfires killing at least 100 Hawaiians and days later, land developers, like, you know, these real estate assholes trying to take advantage of the tragedies that have befallen this place. And it's funny because the Hawaii-Florida connection can goes even deeper than that because when the Naples, when the southwest area of Florida got absolutely shell-shocked by a Category 5 storm last year, the very same thing happened. There were real estate developers that were scourging the area trying to figure out ways to buy some of that land to take advantage of the rebuild so they can profit off of it. It's disgusting behavior... But this disgusting behavior happens because of the way we see these places. Puerto Rico, Florida, and Hawaii are part of that same category of disrespected places full of people that deserve significantly better. But because of of the federal and state governments treating it like just some giant vacation destination and nothing more, these things happen. And... I felt compelled to make this connection because, as I've said, in Florida, like, last year, it was a very terrible situation. Like, that's why the housing crisis is so bad here in Florida. That's why the insurance companies are leaving in droves because of these, you know, tragedies happening and nothing being done to actually fix and help the problem, to fix and help the people who are suffering from these problems. Instead, they're just treating it like some place to take advantage of for more, you know, tourism money from rich people. I went on for like 15 minutes and I don't even know if any of this makes sense to you, but 
I felt compelled to nonetheless say all this. Hawaii deserves better. And, you know, my reaction to the fires is just, you know, just disappointment. But, you know, disappointed but not surprised. Um, The... Um, what was I going to say? To have power lines <laughs> in the midst of a terrible, terrible summer with El Nino and with the heat domes, to have those power lines still be so close to Mother Nature, so close to the trees, and nothing being done to prevent potential fires like this, is just very bad behavior. We've seen other countries in Europe do a significantly better job of grounding all the power lines to prevent stuff like this. And it's such a shame that the richest country in the world has not overhauled its infrastructure so that it can advance advance its infrastructure so that we don't have archaic, old-school, 19th-century shenanigans like power lines above the ground 20 feet high next to growing trees like we can do better than this but pray for the Hawaiians and also you know pray for the Puerto Ricans and the Floridians who have suffered similar situations southwest Florida has still not fully recovered Puerto Rico has of course not recovered from Maria the damage there is extensive and it continues to haunt that poor island It's too late for Florida. Florida's already a state. We're not gonna we're we're not gonna see a shred of attempts for independence in the future. But Hawaii and Puerto Rico deserve to be to be in that conversation about future independence because the United States does not deserve to continue having all this territory if they're not willing to fix it. That's all. But like I said, that's that is such a long shot dream. I just don't see anybody ever making that conversation. <laughs> you know, unless the squad gets a little more power and surprisingly ends up in the in the in the White House. Cuz they will admit certain things that most that most politicians in the White House will not admit. Uh Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I know that I shouldn't have every story mention her, but you know, she is my favorite politician in the White House today, her and Bernie Sanders, because she'll say things that most other politicians would never dare say. But in one of her Instagram stories, she just loosely mentioned how the coup that happened in Bolivia was backed by the United States. And I'm pretty sure she might be the only politician to ever openly admit that during the Trump years, we pretty much overthrew a foreign government. We need more voices like that, willing to look within and notice that our that the United States' misbehavior in the last two centuries, it's got to stop, and we've got to start paying the price, whether it be granting independence to these lands, granting stronger reparations, just something. Something to make up for all the terrible deeds. And I hope it happens, but until then, Hawaii is going to rebuild the native hawaiians are wonder you know wonderful wonderful group of people that will rise above this will rebuild hawaii into you know into an even better version of itself but it still won't be enough to fully 
bring Hawaii back to what it used to be before the invasions, before the illegal invasions. So pray for Hawaii. Have a great night. Be sure to donate. Help these people out. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.